Welcome everyone to the Sports Review this, uh, this glorious Monday. It's a bit overcast here in the city of Auckland, but oh, for God's sake, it's muggy out there. It's just, ooh, just, just got off a bus and absolutely sweating like um, sweating like anything. Now, AJ Wetton is unable to do this part of the show as he has a meeting at this time. Now, Bernie McCarthy was also unavailable, and at the present time... Uh, Mr. Mackay, Hamish Mackay, who's been previously on the show, um, has said that he will he would be available. Unfortunately, I'm not I'm not able to get hold of Hamish at this time. So just give us a few more, give us one more minute. We'll have one more attempt. If not, you're going to have to have um, you're going to have to stand the next five to six minutes of my horrible tone. So just give us a few more minutes, and I will get on. Hopefully, we have Hamish Mackay. I know we agreed to never fall in love I know we said won't keep a personal hope But I felt real hard and started to catch feelings I know we said the rules are from the start I know we said won't ever use our hearts so But I can't stop wondering if you feel the same way Catching feelings low, catching feelings for you wherever I go, go. Okay, this is uh, live radio, and sometimes it doesn't actually go your way. Just give us a second. So instead of AJ and instead of Hamish doing the um, rugby review, I'll, I'll just do a quick spiel of what happened over the weekend. Mighty 10 Cup happened, and of course we had the first semi-final at uh, Foreside Bar Stadium. Northland 32, Otago 19, really exciting game. Wasn't till the last 10 minutes that uh, Northland really uh, took advantage on it. Great try by Johnny McAlee, who was really, if he saw that try, very Jonah Lomish, uh, Julian Savirish type try. Real great performance by the uh, guy called Johnny Cooper, the first 5'8". Now, I believe it's the same Johnny Cooper that was playing Premier Rugby a few years ago here in Auckland, but really good first 5'8". Good direction, of course. Absolutely well led by Big Red himself, Tom Robinson. Now, Tom Robinson, he really is a leader. He, you know, his performances for Northland have been brilliant, and you know, Northland really have been the um, have been the uh, fairy tale story of of this championship. You know, a few years ago, Northland were always struggling at the bottom of the table, but you know, there's there's been a big turnaround. Tom Robinson has actually been one of the big things. Josh. Josh Goodhue also in that forward pack and they've actually looked like a really good team. On the Otago side, um, I was quite impressed with Josh Temu. Now, Josh Temu is the son of um, of 1989 to 1994 All Black, John Temu. Now, he had a fantastic game and, you know, he looked like a player of the future. So that was the first, that was the first semi-finals wrap-up. The second one was a... 
was at Eden Park, a very, very small crowd there, but, you know, there'll be a bigger crowd next week. Auckland 23, Waikato 18, fantastic match. Uh, Waikato really got off to a great start and was really impressed with in the back line with uh, Bodine Waka. Now, this is a guy that possibly will be pushing for Super Rugby honours and maybe a Super Rugby contract. Luke Jamison played very well, but you have to say that back line, and, especially, and I'll mention a few names, Manu, Ray Arce, and of course... A kid that's got better as he's got on during the season is Zahn Sullivan. Zahn Sullivan uh, is a young kid, played uh, first five eight for College Rifles, really has proven what a fantastic uh, young player he is. And don't be surprised when the announcement of the Super Rugby squads came up is that Zahn Sullivan, you'll hear the name Zahn Sullivan. I'll say there'll be a number of the franchises that would like to have him up. I believe he is a player of the future. Really great, great stuff in there. T- in the type five for Auckland, very impressed with the front row. Um, I felt that Adams and um, Tava were very dominant in the scrum. Oh, but I'll give another big mention. Adrian Chuck made some very crucial turnovers, and really, you know, some of his turnovers actually changed the fortunes of the game. So that's that's where um, that's where um, that game came from. The next one was the. Um, was the championship match between semi-final between Hawke's Bay and Taranaki. Hawke's Bay 59, Taranaki 23. Now, there was I really enjoyed this game. Really impressed, and I mention his name every every week. And, you know, if you're a Hurricane, he's got to be, you know, I believe he might be signed with the Highlanders. I'm not too sure where, is, where he has been signed. But Falau Whakataba, what, this guy is one of the best running halfbacks. He's got a great pass. You know, he actually has a very fast pass, and he's a great running first 5-8. Had a fantastic game, was very crucial, set up a lot of tries. But then you, then you come to the veteran, and this is a guy that, you know, any other country probably should be looking at higher honours. Ash Dixon, three tries, really... Um, Really proved his, you know, his value not only, not only as a hooker but also as a leader. He's been really dominant for them. Now, um, then you'd also, and if any of us would like to see, look at this try. Raiti Stones, the big front rower, scoring a try off a of Stacey Elliotti um, kick. That was fantastic. So that was that um, semi-finals. The next semi-finals was in the Premiership. That was Tasman nineteen. Bay of Plenty, 10. Now, Lester Fananaku, who, who I believe has is, is got, is got to be looking for more times at the game time at the Crusaders. He's part of that fantastic Crusaders squad, but really the guy is an absolute monster. He does a lot of good work there. He he gets involved with, um, you know, he, 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 he's very, many would say that Caleb Clark, but but he's not only used as Caleb Clark a similar type player gets involved, takes the ball up. But the good thing about it is, you give the give him some ball and space, and he's got great pace. Um, Finley Christie, really great game by him. Have to say that Tasman forward pack is going to be a real, real uh, tough one for Auckland to crack. Um, Bay of Plenty had their opportunities. Caleb Trask was very, very good. Uh, Terry Black uh, suffered a bit of a knock, and I felt it affected his performance during the match. But I also would have to say Joe Weber had. A few opportunities and look dangerous with the ball in hand. I wonder if he's looking at a Super Rugby contract or whether he's going to commit himself to the uh, sevens in 
in Tokyo next year if we have an Olympics. Um, my pick, then we move on to the rugby championship. Bit of a boring game. Australia, probably as boring as, as I'm sounding. Australia 15, Argentina 15. Really wasn't, actually, wasn't the most exciting game. Argentina, there were a couple of very small opportunities, but really not really a boring game. But really, not really the most exciting game. The All Blacks have got Argentina next in the um, in the rugby championships, and I and I'll be quite honest. Then probably will need to make a few game game changes. What changes they make, I believe that they'll probably bring in Akira Ioni into 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 number six. They're probably it wouldn't surprise me if they put uh, Bowden Barrett back to the bench and maybe put Geordie Barrett at fifteen or bring in Damian McKenzie. Uh, the midfield, well, I can't really see much of a change here because I don't really believe we actually have the actual uh, talent within that midfield to actually cover that. Um, so that's pretty much just what's what's the game tactics? Whether they play the game at pace, not not to get over dominated by a very very strong, very very strong Argentinian pack, you know. I've heard so much rubbish in the media about, oh, they're, they're dirty players, they're mean, they're, they're just tough. And New Zealand, the All Blacks, we used to be the tough guys. Unfortunately, we're not too, we're not that tough as we are anymore. So really, um, the All Blacks really need to have a good win here to not only secure the uh, rugby championship, but to also give a bit more a bit more faith for the rugby public in them as they head into the into the 2021 season. Now I'm going to give you some of my picks for the weekend. The championship, my heart says Northland, but me ahead. You've got to say uh, Hawks Bay. I think they've probably been the best out of best side in New Zealand at, at this level. In, in the Mitre 10 Cup, so I'm picking them to win. I'm actually going to go for a, an upset in the Premiership final, which is um, at Eden Park, 7.05 kickoff, and it's all and it's and the Auckland Rugby Union have thrown the ga- gates open, so it's free to get in. So I'd encourage everyone to try and get down there and uh, watch a bit of um, Mitre 10 uh, Cup rugby, especially when it's a Premiership final. I'm actually going to go for a Tasman uh, victory. I just think they've just got too much smarts in the forward pack for for uh, Auckland but hey we'll see what will happen there and as far as the All Blacks Argentina goes I'm actually picking the All Blacks by under 12 I don't I don't believe that Argentina will beat us in this game but I, but between me and you nothing would surprise me so that quickly was the rugby wrap so I hope that I haven't driven most of you off to sleep I've had to do a lot of talking and um, I'll be giving some of my uh, my hosts a bit of a rev up when I uh, see him next for a beer. But, hey, that's the way it is. And so next, we'll just get a bit of music and we'll try and get on to Frank Endicott. We're going to speak about State of Origin free and about some of the signings that, that's been happening at the Warriors. So I'll just get a bit of music playing and then we'll get on to, then we'll get on to a bit of uh, State of Origin after that. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll just put this music on.
Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Sports Review. I'm just going to get everything sorted. Just uh, a few issues this morning, but God, not to worry about it. It wouldn't be wouldn't be a radio show without a complete muck up by me. But hey, that's the way it is. So. On the line, we have a former Kiwis, former Auckland Warriors, Wigan Warriors, Witness Vikings, a Canterbury coach, and a member and a life member of New Zealand Rugby League, my good mate. And this will be our last time we'll be talking this year. We'll be with uh, my good buddy, Mr. Frank Endicott. Good afternoon, Frank. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Amon. Very good, thanks, mate. Yeah, I tell you what, what a, what a, what a game of of Rugby League it was on Wednesday for those who've been living on Mars. Tell you something, Cameron Munster, we picked it last week. We said him and Harry Grant would have a huge, huge influence on this game. And I believe me, they certainly did. I have to say that um, Cameron Munster, you can see why he's so crucial to the Melbourne Storm. Um, and, you know, you have a look at it. The worst team, and they've said in 40 years to represent Queensland, win state of origin. I have to say um, that. Would... Unbelievable effort, wasn't it? I, oh, I, I must admit that I backed the Blues in the, in the, uh, in the final game. And Did we have I, a bet yeah, on that? I say cate- categorically <laughs> that, that they deserve to lose, and Queensland were the... Um, you know, well-deserved winners of the game. They played fantastic. They they played above their weight, um, and as you say, and rightly so, that uh, it was the magic of uh, Cameron Munster that did it. He he's a special player. He's a freak of a player. He makes something out of nothing. Um, and we did mention last week about Harry Grant. I think I made the comment that this guy, before the game, this guy is going to be an Australian hooker very soon, and I think that just secured it. Well, uh, well, believe me, when when he came on, he really out, outshone, you know, um, Damien Cook. Cook. Yeah. yeah, he really did. And his, some of his runs from dummy half were crucial, but it was just his quick passing from, from dummy half. The, those runs really made made um, him him look so good. And you know, you can imagine, you know, if Cam, if Cameron Smith does retire from the Melbourne Storm, Frank, look at what they've got to replace it. Kiwi international oh. Brandon Smith. Yep. Or Harry Grant. Now, whether they keep both of them there is going to be the tough call, or whether one, if he wants to play in this position, needs to move somewhere else. So that's what that's really the tough call. But really, there were some um, fantastic moments in that game. I had to say, uh, Gagai was really good in that forward pack. God, it's a they really monstered. Um, Monster uh, New South Wales. I felt when Tavisco's injury really they lost a bit of direction there, and Nathan Cleary was really shut down well by that Queensland pack. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, to be fair, I think Ben had done a pretty good job with them. He kept it simple, and they played it simple. Um, but they held the ball. They had the uh, the better share of the football uh, that came with discipline. Um, and they had, and with that come the territorial advantage. And they were camped in the New South Wales um, line just just most of the time. And every time the Blues seemed to get the ball in a turnover, it was coming off their line, ten metres from their line, and they were never going to win. You can't you can't beat a um, an average side with that amount of ball that they had. No, you can't. And you can just see it was such a good structure, which. Which it was a simple structure. It was, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing yep. too flashy. Look at your options. Um, they they obviously said to um, they obviously said to Cherry Evans, feed Munster more ball, give him ball and space, 
and that's and that's where where they really built a great uh, game plan around it. At times, I felt New South Wales, for all the talent, they actually looked at they looked lost, and uh, you know, yep. that, and it, it makes it makes you wonder whether um, there are going to be whether a few players next season, whether that they will may have cost their jersey for next season, but two thousand twenty one is another year and hopefully it's a year where we don't where we do have some where Kiwis can have a trans-Tasman bubble and, and travel over there I have to say um, Ben also just while I've been here Bailey, Bailey Sheridan uh, the son of the great Paul Sheridan has been signed by the Warriors he had a fantastic season for South you can see the Warriors are really beginning to build some good stock there Frank they are, and I, I think they're going to have a uh, pretty competitive team, especially forward pack. Um, I, I think outside of the Titans, they're going to have the best forward pack in the competition. So, you know, and, and we all know if you're going to win um, NRL games, it all starts from the forwards in the middle of the park. So uh, let's hope let's hope they keep on signing some good players like this, and we're getting a nice blend in there. And I think um, I think they're going to have. And I, I haven't said this in a long, long time, but I think they're going to have a, a pretty good year next year. Certainly better than we've seen over the last few. Yeah, well, by the sounds of it, it looks like they will be based. Um, Cameron George has come out and said, yeah, there is a likelihood that we are going to be based in Australia pretty much mm. full-time unless there is a trans-Tasman bubble by the time the season kicks off. Can't see it happening myself, Frank, but um, I yeah, I've, I, I think they know that this is important. Um, they've obviously told the players that, you know, that decided to go back. They're obviously trying to get uh, families over so they've got a, a, a bubble for, you know, players to go home to make sure that their families are there. Yeah. Um, we're actually beginning as the Warriors to build some really, really good, um, really good, good uh, backup stock. You know, some of the players which Nathan Brown has signed, and the recruitment of uh, Peter O'Sullivan really has has actually made some really good sense. And we're getting we're, we're not getting flashy players, but we're getting this hardness player. We've got a good, yep. tough, hard players. Which you know, the quality of the success of the Warriors in the past has been those tough. You know, and I'll say it, those tough, uh, tough Australian forwards that, that have made that difference to, to the Warriors. Yep, yep. As I say, you, you need to have that blend um, of Australia and Kiwis. And I'll tell you what, they're getting that. Um, it was interesting to see Peter O'Sullivan sign his, um, his own son, um, Yeah, I, did, I, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> uh, well, no, well, I will. I'll go there. I yeah. think it's a good signing. I think he's done well. And he, he should be able to sign regardless who his name is. He's yeah. a good player, um, and he's got a real a real future in the game. He's talented, he's tough, and um, he's going to be around for a long time. So I, I was just going to say, you know, nothing derogatory whatsoever. I think it's a good signing, and um, you know, he'll be uh, he'll be getting a share of games. I did have a bit of cynicism around that, but then I've actually seen him play, and he actually is a one for the future. Now, Frank, I've got to say, so what holds out the rest of the day for you? Have we got or the rest of the the year as we count down towards New Year's? Well, I'm just sitting here looking at about two acres of lawns I've got to do this afternoon, so I'll, I'll get on the ride on the old Bobcat and, <laughs> and do those, keep the wife happy for a start. Well, yeah. Um, and I've just been appointed um, head coach for the uh, Northern Bulldogs out here in Christchurch oh, okay. in North Calgary, so... I'm, go, I'm just putting the staff together as I speak, and um, we'll have our first run in, uh, next week, actually, just uh, just to get them together. So looking Great forward stuff. to that. It's going to take a fair, fair bit of time 
up, but I've got that time now. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear that. You, you, you know, you, you're still involved, the, the old wily old veteran, Mr. Yeah. still involved in coaching and, you know, and, and that's fantastic. And um, you'll probably be bringing a, you know, you'll bring a good coaching staff and a lot of those, you know, a lot of these young coaches out there, rugby league, it doesn't matter what sport you are. If you ever meet Frank Endicott, he's really got some real good sensible advice to give People, when you're coaching teams, mentoring people, you know Frank has Frank has proven to be a really good mentor to a lot of young coaches, a lot of young sports people. And I have to say, um, I've had the pleasure of having Frank on the show since the beginning to to NRL. The first comments Frank made to me, he said, "Yeah, I'll come on your show." And Frank, I have to say, I've really enjoyed your input. I hope to have you for the hope the show, my show, still going next year. I hope to have you back next year. Thanks, Jamie. You're actually making me blush. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a charmer. <laughs> uh, it, it, it doesn't mean I can still get away with not owing in those beers, Frank. <laughs> you won't get away with that because when I come from come up to Auckland, that you will be shelling out, mate. Oh, oh thanks, Ed. Frank. See, I'll just go and look up for another rugby league. No, no, no. Well, I really <laughs> hope that we really hope that because a lot of our listeners have actually really enjoyed your input, and I've really enjoyed it. We've had a lot of good fun. A few funny texts when we've been watching the Warriors, and yeah, you know, it's, uh, a, it's actually proved to be. You know, I've thoroughly enjoyed you, Frank. I just want to say on the behalf of, you know, of uh, Planet 104.6 FM, the Sports Review, thank you so much for your input this this uh, rugby league season and we hope to be doing it again next season, Frank. Yeah, thanks very much, Amon. I've really enjoyed it this year, mate. We've had some good discussions and I'd just like to wish all your listeners all the very best and um, you take care, have a great Christmas, everyone, and um, look forward to seeing you at some stage. I, I look forward to seeing you, Frank, even though I'll be going the bank manager for a loan. But, you know, <laughs> you, you have a great Christmas and I'll give you uh, I'll give you a text on Christmas Day, mate. So have a fantastic Christmas, Frank. Thank you very much, Frank. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Frank Endicott. What a, you know, really great bloke. He's, you know, I can actually say it from the heart. He's been one of the guys that, you know, has been so helpful to me as a... Um, as a, as a new broadcaster, as they say. So, yeah. So next up, we're going to have uh, my good buddy and a man with a lot of things to talk about, Mr. Brenda McNeese, next.
very relaxing music there, isn't it? Ah, well, and I hope my next person is relaxed. Are you relaxed, Brendan? Well, I'm certainly more relaxed than Mark Watson was last week. Mark 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 Watson was on um, was on something last week that I just need some of. Well, you know what? It was a good show, damn good show. In fact, in fact, as I said to you. Um, without without people like Mark Watson, God, New Zealand media would be boring, wouldn't it? Oh, there's absolutely no doubt about that. And, and like a lot of the stuff that Mark was talking about, uh, was absolutely bang on the mark. <laughs> no pun intended. The uh, the sort of stuff that Sky TV playing lip service and basically being cheerleaders for the New Zealand Rugby Union has been one of the worst. Uh, it's been the worst kept secret in New Zealand media for years. And and people like Mark and uh, it brings that out. And certainly Hamish McKay, uh, who didn't get hold of today, but uh, he Hamish would Hamish would absolutely concur with that as well. It's actually time that uh, it's time that we actually uh, started to, to front up and and be a nation of. of, of of, of real rugby supporters rather than sort of corporate box know it alls. Yeah, well, that well, well, that's it. And you know, uh, Brendan, I'm, I'm going to be straight to the point. I, you know, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather challenge the authority that runs the game than sit there, be a cheerleader, and be a miserable cheerleader of the game, which a, a lot of people are. I've got. I tell you something. I got. I got a lot of messages from overseas saying. That Mark Watson is saying is, mench- is saying what people want to hear. Now, whether well, it is, and with a with a mainstream media, and I, I'm not going to have a crack at the mainstream media, but I, I feel that you know some of them haven't have just decided. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll play we'll, we'll we'll play the party political line. Well, I'm sorry, you know. What we do here... Well, well, well while why you're doing that, while you're doing that, Eamon, yeah. and Mark said it last week, the game's dying on its feet in this country. You, you, club rugby's dead. Uh, it, uh, provincial rugby's all but dead. I, I, I seen a game as the cake in the other day was Wellington in it, and uh, if you had a shotgun, you wouldn't have been able to get anybody. It was just, yeah. It was, you know. Let, 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 let's 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 be really, really honest. That it's all it's all about the All Blacks. It's all about the World Cup. It's all about once every four years. But rugby is actually part of the social fabric of this country, and it's actually falling apart. And uh, Watson's actually right, and I back him up a hundred percent on that. And I'll tell you what, Mark says. And and before we get on to football, we'll talk, I'll be yeah. very quick here. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that the shareholders in the game. Uh, and you know, isn't the shareholders in this game are the people that go to the clubs, play their rugby, people who volunteer in this country, the ones that go there and you know, wash the jerseys, clean the club rooms, pick up, pick up the pads, you know, w- work in the rugby clubs of New Zealand, like my mates at Eden Rugby, you know. They're the real but, 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 a lot of those people that you're talking about wouldn't have been. I, I'm talking about the 2005 Lions tour, which was a fantastic tour, and uh, the third game at Eden Park. I, I, I the only way I get a ticket, I managed to wangle my way into a corporate box, but it was in a corporate <laughs> box a anyway. The, 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 the corporate will remain anonymous at this stage, but there was a woman in there who wanted to know if Dan Carter played for the Lions or the All Blacks, and. To me, the people who are picking up the pads and making the sausage rolls at the rugby club would know who Dan Carter played for. Absolutely, Brendan. Now, we better get on to a bit of football here. <laughs> right. I don't hey, know. Okay. I, 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 you know... I just, your your knowledge surprises me. I was speaking to Mackay. We we were talking about how I caught up with you in um, 
in, uh, in Wellington. He wasn't surprised of your level of consumption. But anyway, let's let's talk about a football. <laughs> hey, not a problem. Look in the English uh, in the English Premier League, Liverpool once again proved that they're still the team to beat in England, uh, even without Van Dijk and uh, Salah. Proven far too much for Brendan Rodgers and Leicester, who had their title credentials well and truly fiercely examined at Anfield today, losing three zip. And uh, you know, many of the pundits are saying this is a really, really open um, championship. You know, Premier League, the, the most open in uh, in a generation. They're saying, but I can tell you something now: you still got to get Liverpool. Uh, you know, the, the, that that was a clinical, clinical performance. But you know, and, and having said that, there, you know, <laughs> Jose Mourinho's not going away. He's absolutely. He's rejuvenated himself. Apparently, after his layoff, Eamon, at uh, Manchester United, he had a year off, basically, and he's found himself. He's done a lot of soul-searching. He's a better human being, a better man, and a better coach. Okay, yeah, what's you what's done in a Manchester United? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. But but if you, if you look at the um, if you, if you look at the way he's got uh, he's got Tottenham playing, it it, it it's uh, it's. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal because he, he he's, he's done the exact same thing that he did at Chelsea with, with Drogba and Lampard. Now he's got uh, Son and, and uh, Harry Kane. And that style that was very successful for him at Chelsea and also at Inter Milan, playing that really, really tight, tight defensive game, absorbing yeah. all the pressure and striking like a cobra on the break. Like, almost like Muhammad Ali and the Rope-a-Dope. If you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, but, you see, the thing is, is that, like, you know, I, I would consider myself a wee bit of a football purist, and, and I actually quite enjoy watching a technical master as his absolute best, but the difference he's got at Tottenham that he didn't have at Manchester is he's got some good players. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, that Tottenham, Tottenham could go very, very close this year. They've got a massive game against Chelsea next weekend, which will be an absolute blockbuster, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, well, that should be a real good one. What were some of the other results that you... Uh, that oh, you yeah, to... yeah. Oh, <laughs> Manchester United. I don't know whether, you, whether you've seen the game against West Brom. Did yeah, you watch I did. It? Hmm, yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for VAR. That's all I can say. Yeah, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a classic. Uh, no, it wasn't. In fact, and, and in fact, it was. Um, in fact, I've been told that I have sleep apnea problems, and believe me, that was the closest cure I ever saw to it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, obviously Chelsea's keeping up the pace at the top of the league with a two-two nil win at Newcastle, and uh, and then the inconsistent Villa lost a two-one at Brighton. Fulham Fulham went down two to uh, two-three to Everton at home, and uh, went and beat uh, Sheffield United. And then there was a snore fest at Ellen Road. Uh, Arsenal and Leeds played it, and then it'll draw. Arsenal, Arsenal can't buy a goal at the minute, you know. So, but, certainly uh, can't. Right but, but, that, but that's the way it is. It, it, it's a fascinating championship, and uh, and uh, yeah. So, so long may it continue. But, but meanwhile in Scotland, <laughs> do, do we want to really go there? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we have to, Raymond. But uh, like, like, but it pains me greatly to report that uh, the, uh, the the the. the Glasgow Rangers have now opened up an 11-point lead at the top uh, of the um, Scottish Premiership, uh, albeit Celtic do have two games in hand, but meanwhile Celtic's forms continue to look absolutely awful. We Only snatching a late draw against Hibernians, uh, look, it's, it's time for Neil Lennon to get in his tax. I, I, I know he's a Celtic man uh, to the core, but you know he, 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 he's a bit tech, uh, technically naive. 
He's no Jose Mourinho, and um, I mean, he has lost. He, he's definitely lost the players, and he was even criticising his captain in the press. So, so oh, it's, it's an awful hard time to be a Celtic supporter. But uh, well, we'll 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 see what plays out over Christmas. But Celtic Celtic really do need to win the three remaining um, old firm games and, and start to actually. Um, Winning, winning home and away as well. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. But I was interested there uh, also too, Eamon. I'm, I'm not exactly Popeye the Sailor Man, but I do love the America's Cup. I don't know what I, I, I can I can call you something else, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I must admit that uh, I was back in Ireland when uh, uh, Australia uh, won the. Um, America's Cup for the first time since don't know when, when um, Australia 2 won it and I was watching it live in a pub in Ireland and I was thinking, Jesus, this, this is actually quite exciting and uh, and, uh, I, I, and then KZ7 uh, in 1987 and of course, you know, when you, then New Zealand going on to win it a couple of times and, and it, it, it's just, it's, it, it's actually fascinating TV. I've, I've been out in the harbour a couple of times, uh, watched uh, new, Team New Zealand race Prada and uh, yeah, and, and of course we've got the uh, warm-up starting in December the 17th, so it's not far away on Auckland Harbour. Yeah, well it's interesting you should say that. I've been given and I have to I have to give a big shout out to the opposition. They've given me a few contacts so there has been, I, I have been sending out some emails to get some of the some members, key members of the uh, crews. Um, I'll be I'll be straight to the point. Uh, I may not get them before Christmas, but I'm trying my best. Also, I'm also going to give you a bit of a scoop. Um, hope we cricket season starting soon, and guess who um, I may have on my show? Well, well, go well, well, go on. Give us a hint. The great Glenn Matlin Turner himself. Yes, I spoke to him last week to send him off an email. You know, they they all want to join. They all want to join the bandwagon, Brendan. Yeah, well, ask him how Tina is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the wrong Glenn Turner, mate. <laughs> Uh, okay, there goes there, there goes the cricket part all done. <laughs> there goes the cricket part. I'm not going to get. It. <laughs> I don't. Feel, yeah, but I have to say, like getting someone like Glenn Turner because he actually has some interesting views on the game. A bit old school, but you know they're the sort of people. Oh, you know, I like to get on the on there and people like yourself. But I have to say, with um, America's Cup, I have to say it's. Um, I'm looking forward to the summer series. Now, are you coming up for the America's Cup? Uh, well, 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 I'm actually hoping to get up there in March sometime. Because uh, the, the, I think the Louis Vuitton Cup is now changed to the Prada Cup, and because uh, the Louis Vuitton or the Prada Cup is now from January the fifteenth to January the twenty second. And then the big one itself, the America's Cup itself, is from the 6th of March to the 21st of March. So I may have to have some urgent business meetings in Auckland around about mid-March. Yeah, I suspect that there's probably going to have to be some, um, maybe some maybe some leave taken from work because my leave is building up. And, uh, <laughs> maybe catch up with a certain person from Wellington and uh, repay the... The, the consumption of alcohol which we have. <laughs> now, I have to say, the only thing that concerns me is that I know a few of your mates and uh, a lot of them are involved in the industry, as we as we know, and I'm mm-hmm. very, very, very concerned because a lot of them are, you know, they can knock it back. We won't mention yeah, and, and, and the other, the other thing too, Eamon, none of us are getting any younger. 
none of us are getting any younger. And uh, it, 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 we're, we're not the boys we used to be. And uh, it, it's maybe it's maybe time we started to be a bit more like Jose Mourinho and have a wee look in the mirror and try and find ourselves. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was um, as, I, as, I, as I mentioned when I started the show that uh, we would have life advice and we've just had the first bit now I think if, if myself or uh, Mr McNeese looked in the mirror first of all we'd be mortably disgusted and, and second we'd be Remember shaking our dog, head you know, I can't wait to look in the mirror because I get better look at each day <laughs> No you don't Hey Brendan we will definitely catch up uh, next week. Uh, next up, we've got our panel of your old mate, Mr. Sean Summerfield and, and Mark Watson. Okay, that was Brendan. He, uh, so next up, we have Mr. Mark Watson and Mr. Sean Summerfield. And we're just going to discuss things all over the sporting weekend. So we'll just get to some music and then we're off to Sean and Mark. <laughs> Jamiroquai Dynamite, man. I'll tell you what, we've got probably the two best best panellists, I believe, in uh, New Zealand sport, in New Zealand radio talk, talking to us about sports. And I'll tell you what, last week, fantastic show. It's great having both of them on. I'd like to say a very, very good Auckland afternoon to Sean Summerfield. Sean, how are you, mate? Good, 
good mate yourself excellent excellent i've got the button things sorted now so you know oh, i've made improvements it's, it's only taken almost a year to get it done but it's good now also like to welcome on on the line to mark watson good afternoon mark how are you going mate very good afternoon to you afternoon to you sean good day mate Okay, guys. Well, I have to say it's been uh, it hasn't much, there hasn't been much happening over the weekend. I, I'll, I'll be I'll be straight to the point. But I was just going to say this Friday, the summer of cricket kicks off. Are you guys looking forward to the summer of cricket? Um, yes and no. I'm probably more interested, to be honest, in Australia versus India over there. I always find the Australian cricket a little yep. bit more fascinating sometimes than New Zealand cricket. Well, what have we got the West Indies in town, haven't we? Um, I mean, I tend to still romanticise the West Indian teams out of the 1980s because it was a really, really cool time of my life, that sort of 1980s period. Um, but you just sort of get the sense in New Zealand conditions before Christmas that I'm not really sure the West Indies will put up much of a fight. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how much interest is garnered now that it's gone from Sky to Spark Sport. Have New Zealand cricket made a mistake there in terms of taking the money and perhaps underestimating just how much of an audience they might end up losing? Um, and do we have enough sort of really colourful cricketers in this Black Caps team to sort of capture our imagination? I mean, you know, uh, who's who's the Brendan McCullum of this side? So, look, uh, am I excited? Um, is Friday night appointment viewing for me? Not at the moment. OK, what about you, Sean? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to miss Smithy. That's where I'm at. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's pretty simple. I mean, I mean, Eamon, we've known each other a long time. I'm a oh, bit yeah. of a doofus when it comes to cricket. I, I always sailed. It was my summer sport. So um, I failed at yeah, sports but, in general. <laughs> <laughs> so don't yeah. worry, Sean. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah I'm, 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 I just, yeah, I don't know. For me... Cricket has always been that traditional thing that was there, and you know, and I don't know without Smithy and that the same way that that commentary team at nine in Australia. I think I will be enjoying the Australian stuff, by Mark, as well, just because of the way it comes to you. You know, cricket for me is Smithy. It's, it's waddle on the radio. It's all that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, just on that, look, I agree. I think off the back of the Cricket World Cup, I think Ian Smith has very much come in and replaced. Um, you know, the great Australian commentary team is arguably the best voice in the game at the moment. Um, and, yeah, I think he's a bit of a national treasure. I can understand why he's stuck with Sky, um, because clearly, you know, he, he enjoys being across the rugby, and I think if the Black Caps travel overseas, he probably gets that job anyway, because Sky still have the rights to that. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, Spark uh, do deliver. Oh, look, I haven't signed up for it. Um, so I'm going to probably end up missing out a little bit on the cricket, and it is a game I do love, contrary to what a lot of people might think about some of my views on radio regarding the cricket. Um, yeah. Uh, um, but I, I just look, I just think sport as a whole is sort of just... I'm not sure anyone... I, I just don't think it grabs us like it once did, and maybe that's because we've got so much of it now, 24-7... Uh, every day of the week and we get all the American sport easily access to now, we get all the English Premier League football easily accessible is that, you know, I think our definition of sport has come a lot greater in terms of uh, what we define now as sport and because of that um, you know, some of those traditional sports probably don't 
hold our interest perhaps the way they once did. Look, I think if Australia were here, um, I think it would be a different story, but West Indies, Pakistan doesn't particularly excite me. Yeah, and of course it'll be an, an, an Australia B team as well too. Just to let you chaps know that um, I have got an expert on, on cricket um, and I'm hoping that w- to have on next week uh, Glenn Turner, the great New Zealand batsman, who has some really interesting views on the game. Hey guys, uh, might attend Cup, I have to say... I've actually, I stayed at home most of the weekend and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Mitre 10 Cup. Now, Auckland, the Auckland Rugby Union has uh, decided to open the gates up for free so they can get a decent crowd. Good crowds in Bay of Plenty, lack of crowds in most most of the bigger cities. Like there was, I, I don't think there would have been a thousand people in Dunedin on Friday night. This one is, and of course, also talking about rugby, Sam Kane's comments really, you know, hmm. They, they got me a bit rolled up. Why? Because I, I, I just I just think that, you know, to to actually say that um, we're not, you know, the, we can't express our opinions out there. And he... Well, yeah, look, it, it, just on that, at the end of the day, do we know rugby? Do we know the difference between a locker room four and five that one might be taller, one might be more of a, a pusher? Do we understand really the subtleties of tight head versus loose head? Look, he's probably got... He's probably got an argument there. But look, as All Black fans, one thing we understand is the All Blacks don't lose. Full stop. That is the issue, Sam Kane. We don't need to understand. What we understand as a New Zealand public is the All Blacks don't lose. It is not good enough, and we don't lose to Argentina. Um, you know, I would have liked to have come back with Sam Kane and said, well, Sam, did you vote in the last election? Why did you vote? You've never been a parliamentarian. You've never been in Parliament. You don't understand the intricacies of being a member of Parliament. So, so why should you be able to vote? I, I mean, it's a ridiculous argument. We're all stakeholders in New Zealand rugby, and we're all titled to an opinion, and we all have an understanding of the game. And so, um, yeah, I just think, you know, look, uh, it's sometimes the way, it's a bit like the Keith Quinn comments last week, so I do think some of these comments are blown out of proportion and taken out of context. Um, and so, you know, should we take them too seriously? Probably not, but if we are going to talk about the New Zealand public and whether we're entitled to have an opinion on it or whether our voices should be heard or not, um, I've just given you the reasons why I think they should be oh, heard. No. Uh, you you did it on there because the fact that people care, they give a damn. That's the only reason that rugby has the status it has in this country. Uh, the same way you look at uh, football in, in the UK. Um, people, the more they care, uh, the more it makes them feel about it. And if someone feels somehow they're entitled to give their opinion. That's just an opinion. But in the end, Mr Kane, these people pay for their sky subs and their, their rugby tickets. Buy the jerseys in an insane markup. Um, they do all these things, and, and that, that's the price you pay. And you know what? I, I don't think it wasn't nasty stuff, you know? Like, I think he's, he's justified when there's nasty, horrible things said because that's, that's a different level. But, hey, criticism. It's, it's, and there's one way to silence it, too, mate. <laughs> you turn around and, and win, you know? It, yeah. It's not actually hard yeah. to stop it. You know, the other thing it does greatly too is, you know, I saw an article last week where they talk about the All Blacks adversity and it's like, you know, how tough it is over there at the moment. Don't, we've gone on this before. Don't tell me how tough it is over there. Don't tell me about staying in your five-star hotels with your mates, getting paid an awful lot of money and you might have to miss Christmas. But I don't want to hear the word adversity. I know athletes, cyclists, athletes, who if they don't perform, they don't get paid, who go through a far more 
word adversity, even then I don't like the word being used. I mean, adversity is Gallipoli, adversity is people losing their businesses, and adversity is living on the poverty line, you know. It's not the All Blacks living in hotels in Australia. So, you know, as long as our media are continuing to sort of create oh, the sacrifice they're making. You wonder whether it just takes a little bit of the edge off the All Blacks and makes them just a little bit spoiled, don't you? You know, I'll keep saying this, the greatest ingredient you can have is passion and desire, but the only way you truly test that is put them in an adverse situation. And I've just got a sneaking feeling with players' associations and with so many staff in and around them, you wonder just how much adversity these guys do face. So when they do get themselves into an adverse situation on the field, do they actually know how to handle it? Probably not. Hey, I, I tell you, it reminds me, and I've probably said it before here, but there was a great comment. There was um, the great Keith Miller when uh, Michael Parkinson asked him about the pressure in cricket, and he responded, pressure is a measurement up your ass, playing cricket is not. Correct. And well said. <laughs> I think that was one of my favourite quotes of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have to just definitely agree with you. Like, you talk about adversity, you talk about, you know, maybe missing Christmas. Have a think about people that work in our emergency services, what their day's like on Christmas. I tell you what, I know people in emergency services, and it's not a lot of fun for them on Christmas Day, believe me. Oh, well, exactly. And, guys, I mean, and I, I, couldn't, I never complained in my old days as a journalist, and, and, you know, you're the backup presenter on telly, then you have to work Christmas Day. That's how it was. And I never thought of bitching and moaning about it. I mean, I didn't want to tell my mates I was wearing makeup anyway, but seriously, it's you're getting time and a half anyway. Just just do it, you know, and it's, it's far worse things. It, it's, it's, like I said, it's not adversity. It's, it's a bit of a pain in the backside, but, um, you know, there's plenty of other days you'll have when you get back. Certainly is. Hey, Mark, good win for uh, Liverpool overnight. Yeah, great win this morning um, against Leicester City, who, um, you know, if they'd won that game, would have gone all right, you know, outright top of the table in the English Premier League. Very good win for Tottenham Hotspur over Manchester City as well. Big game there. Look, I think Spurs are genuine. The challenge coming for Mourinho and Spurs is what happens if they do get some big injuries. Do they have the squad to cover those? Liverpool are winning with injury at the moment. So, yeah, no, really, really good results. Just a wonderful competition. But, boy, it's it's a busy schedule because Liverpool, um, you know, got a European Cup game, I think, on Wednesday morning New Zealand time. Might be Thursday morning New Zealand time. And then they're back Saturday or Sunday morning to take on Brighton. And it's just never-ending. You know, you don't hear them talking about adversity, do you? You don't hear them sort of... You know, certainly the managers are worried about it because of um, player welfare, but the players just get on and do it. So, yeah, no, look, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's nerve-wracking um, this year's English Premier League season because anybody can beat anybody. But, um, no, absolutely thrilled Liverpool got up and, and won 3-0 um, earlier this morning. Yeah, they're looking like a real. They're looking really good, even without Van Dijk or Salah. Sean, much, much. There hasn't been much happening over the motor sporting world, has there? No, no. The uh, MotoGP sort of um, came came to its finish. So, no biggie there. We had the champion last week. We talked about last week, and glad that you moved the premiership on with Arsenal. Back on. So thank you for not talking too long about that. Yeah, well, I'm a well, nice that, was that was a nil-all draw, was it, Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> I said. Mate, it's that back in eleventh place, mate. I tell you what, I I spent yesterday with a Tottenham fan, and um, yeah, oh, no. enough said. I'll, I'll leave that alone. But yeah, it's sort of yeah, the, the, the season sort of is fading away with that, and it's it's interesting too, guys. We 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 talked so long about uh, the All Blacks last week. 
Can I just say, Argentina were bloody good to watch again. They were, yeah. They were really, really good. Uh, and I have to say, they play a really good style of rugby. Uh, yeah, I just want to go back. Yep. Sorry, go on. Sure. So I was going to say, but this rush defence isn't new, and why, why hasn't <laughs> the great minds worked it out? I, I was our, our all coach is a semi-final coach at best, and that is the problem. Um, but just, I just want to go back to the um, Mitre 10 Cup from over the weekend. You talk about the poor crowd. See, this again is part of this um, administration inheriting this house of cards where the emphasis has so much been on the All Blacks that, you know, club rugby suffering and now the Mitre 10 Cup, we're not getting great crowds. If it's a good product, I mean, it's a, it's a nice initiative from Barfoot and Thompson, the real estate company here in Auckland and Auckland Rugby to make it free. But if it's a good product, people don't mind paying five, ten bucks to get in anyway. Um, but it, it's not, not, it, it, it's yeah, it, it's not a good thing for New Zealand rugby, but another tier of New Zealand rugby is in trouble. So we've got senior club rugby in trouble, and now we've got Mighty 10 Cup rugby in trouble in terms of engagement. Great, It's been a great tournament because here we've had Tasman in the mix. We've had Hawke's Bay in the final. How good is it if you live in the Hawke's Bay? They'll be loving this because they don't get a lot of sort of rugby success historically or compared to what they once did. You know, so it's, it's a wonderful tournament. And it's just a shame that, you know, not greater resources has been put into it and then we've allowed it to sort of just, um, I don't know, almost be an audition, a, a trial for Super Rugby teams. Yeah, and look, it, I mean, I, I remember way back years ago when the Lahore report was in progress and all that was going on way back last century and I oh, just my sort of instant observation guys was the moment Super Rugby came along it fitted in below the All Blacks and by nature that relegated the NPC down to the the third level there was no way around it that was the pecking order and then they changed the way the whole rugby thing was if you think back then you got your season ticket you went to all the games but they made it into such a sort of spectacle that they alienated a lot of the people that always went. And went with the sort of fair weather Johnsons that went for the glitz and glamour and all these things and to see how Dan Carter looked and all this sort of stuff. And and I think what that's done is that's not a long-lasting loyal support. They're not the people that went day in and day out because those people then realised, hang on, I can buy a side Sky subscription and watch every game. And I don't have to put up with all that other stuff. And I think they sort of, they changed it. And I think it it took away those people that went every time. And I don't know if they've really done enough to, to get it back yet. It's also the fact is, remember when the, we had the All Blacks playing in the, the Mitre 10 for a while, how awesome that was. And you saw people be interested. That's because we've been trained to to look at these superstars and not look at the teams. And I think they've robbed something from, from I guess, what we or we as a sort of rugby public supported. That's just my opinion, and I'm happy to well, be well, wrong. Well, but, but, but it's interesting. The Northern Hemisphere, when I, I forget who it was, but I remember listening to a pundit over there saying that the reason why New Zealand rugby is so strong because we have that extra layer to New Zealand rugby. Yes, we've got the All Blacks, we've got Super Rugby. We've got sort of schoolboy thing, but we've got that fourth tier in there. We've got that Mitre 10 Cup in there as well. And yet you talk to people in administration in New Zealand rugby, I think happy it fell over completely that if we didn't have Mitre 10 Cup. And I think it's myopic. I think all they're looking at is the bottom line. I think they've got to get more creative commercially because if we start losing those tiers of New Zealand rugby... 
we are going to come crumbling down. We are going to end up like Wales were in the early 1980s, and you wonder whether we're starting to see that over the last four or five years anyway. Um, so just be careful what you wish for. Okay, guys. Well, that was, I have to say, insightful as per usual, guys. Catch us next week. Um, uh, we will be catching up for a beer before Christmas or a coffee. So I keep hearing about this. I haven't had the email or the text yet. Uh, no, no, it's going to come, it's going to come. So it's Christmas, by, by the way, Christmas, and, and it's my shout, it's my shout. I've been able to use your bloody hose on your back lawn. <laughs> <It'll come>. Sometime. <laughs> on that note, have a great have a great rest of the week, gentlemen, and we'll catch you next okay. week. See ya. Thanks. Okay, that was the panel, so we'll just wrap up. Okay, that was a bit of a test and go show, but hey, these things happen. Uh, just want to thank all, 